which was uh, over six foot tall, feathers. It, it just looked like a giant bird, but yet a man. Hey everyone, this is Mothboy Matt. Hey, this is Mothboy Michael. And this is Jacob. Definitely never, ever, ever Mothboy Jacob. No, it's Mothboy Jake. Yeah. Mothboy Moth Boy. Moth Boy Jake or Mothboy Jacob? It's uh, Jakey. Mothboy Jakey. Oh, yeah. No! No, it's, D- it's, it's DJ Jakey. <laughs> it's Cool Dude Jake. Cool Dude Jakey. World's coolest Jake. Yeah. This is Mothboys, a podcast on cryptids, conspiracies, and the unknown. Unknown. What up, boys? How's it going? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Nothing. I am fucking not feeling great, but... Matt got drunk last night. Yeah, it was not It was not great. I started shouting at uh, about the, the reptilian conspiracy at the bartender, and I got kicked out, Yeah, and I had to... I got I got really badly beaten, but um, and that's how Matt permanently got kicked out of Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was at Chuck E. Cheese. I was guzzling down a bunch of soda and uh, well, started they, they screaming at, at the Chuck kids. E. <laughs> Trust me, if you want a good place to get a draft, Chuck E. Cheese. You can do a lot worse than Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> so that's what Matt's been doing. That's fun. That's fun for him. What about you, Jake? Oh, I went on a, a lovely vacation. Ooh, where'd you go? Oh, I went to. That's very embarrassing. Uh, I don't want you guys to know. If, if I have to be real, I went to uh, Salem, Massachusetts, because I entered the first annual uh, Hocus Pocus costume contest. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. Um, I dressed up like the witch. Uh, nice. Did I you- came in. Came in last place. Uh, <laughs> what, like 150 people? There was like 200, and yeah, everybody yeah, was yeah. like, "It was it was meant to be for under 16, but like they felt bad for me because I drove all the way." Oh, uh, you didn't I dressed really... up. So was it a participation trophy after, I mean. Not even. There was, they didn't even give me a trophy. Like, <laughs> really? One through, one through 149 got a trophy. 150th did not get a trophy. It's like, it's like sorry, we ran out. I, don't I think know. I probably <laughs> got, I got kicked out of Salem, actually. So. <laughs> they banned you from the town of Salem. Like, if you ever go to Salem, there's going to be pictures, like, all over Salem of me dressed up like um, one of the witches from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it says, do not let this bozo in under any circumstances. And they call you Bozo too. Oh yeah, that's that's my name, Bozo Jake. <laughs> DJ Bozo Jakey. Hell so yeah. Mike, what's up? What about you? Um, what's up with me? What's up with Mothboy Mikey? Um, nothing. I don't know. I've just been chilling. Been uh, yeah, not dating or anything. Isn't that like a usual yep. theme of, of yep. the yeah. episodes here? Let's that's let's hear what about happens. it. What, yeah, what's let's going hear about on? my not good, dating good, life. Good, good, yes. Okay, that was a good date. That was a good date. That was a good. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good talk. Um, this episode's a, this episode's a fun one, everybody. It's yeah, kind of a it's random a Halloween spooktacular. It's like it's the last one, isn't it? Officially, yes. Oh yeah. well, we do have a bonus episode coming out. Yeah, uh, yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, but this is like the last official spooktacular. This is the last. This is the closing of the Halloween spooktacular 2K18. 18, even even though it's it. 2019. Right, right, right. And, and it's like a. <laughs> Even though it's like it's it's a bunch of random stuff that we're just gonna have fun with, I think. Yeah, yeah. We we got spooks, we got frights, we got creeps, we, we got, got freaky, creepy, got... spooky, 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 spooky. creepy, kooky. Um, so I had I had this good idea of doing like weird Halloween traditions from around the world, 
and uh, and somewhere I'll tell from you the guys, my Halloween tradition. <laughs> What's can we tell? Can we can we do that at the end of the the five that I have here? Oh, of course, yeah. Okay, I I don't I I'm so horrified at what it's gonna be. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're gonna get into that. I only have five down. There wasn't a lot, so I just it's the top five coolest top, Halloween traditions. Yeah, I guess coolest or weirdest or whatever you want to call it. Sweet. But, um, and number so, five. At, for number five is leaving a snack out. And the lights on in Austria. In Austria, you are expected to leave bread and water out and keep the lights on after you go to bed on during the full week of All Saints Week between <laughs> October 30th and November 8th. These items will happily welcome dead souls back to Earth during the one time of the year they can visit the mortal world. So, so why, why would they want to visit Earth again? So they can get bread and water, obviously, Matt. Well, well I'm is... saying if, if I was dead, I would come back to life with some Olive Garden breadsticks or something. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, but that's all you can eat. This is just like that's a few re- slices of white bread that's and water. A, that's the reason Jake would come back from the dead. <laughs> get Olive, Garden. Olive Garden breadsticks and little Debbie's. The only two reasons I'd come back. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I thought that one was an interesting one there in Austria. Is, yes. Yeah. Um, so Austria, number five. Number, number five, four. we have Germany. And this one's called Hiding Knives in Germany. Germany's Ooh. Halloween celebration is sort of similar to Austria's in that residents traditionally believe that spirits will return on Halloween night. Rather than leaving out bread and water, Germans are careful to put away any knives before bed because they don't want the spirits to hurt themselves. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> They're, like, They're dead. <laughs> They're fucking dead already. They're like, we don't want these, these spirits to, to cut themselves. While they're while they're making some sandwiches. All right. Well, what's the so, next one? Matt doesn't that like that. Just, Matt doesn't like Matt, that one. Matt, Matt, Matt doesn't like that. <laughs> he doesn't Matt's, like he doesn't like safe spirits. Yeah, he, Matt's fantasy. He wants like the ghost juggling knives and. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> That's my kind of ghost. Um. Okay. This next one. This is a USA one. Ready? USA. USA. Okay, we can. <clears throat> yeah, we can yeah, yeah. Now. Um. Trunk or treating? Have you ever heard? Trunk. Trunk or treating? That sounds like creepy. Yeah. yeah, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. S- some parents don't like the idea of their children wandering from stranger's house to stranger's house, even if they still want the youngsters to have the chance to celebrate Halloween. That's why many groups have gotten together to offer a trunk or treating option, where parents set up shop in a parking lot and kids trick or treat from car to car while being supervised. That is... Some parents <laughs> even get pretty... <laughs> that is unsafe. <laughs> some parents even get into it. And they go all out decorating their trunks for the holidays. Like, but they forget that it's like not a private lot, so there's still like cars whipping in and stuff. <laughs> like, that's like a a really easy way for kids to get kidnapped. Though. Exactly. That's, I'm thinking like, I mean, I mean, you just throw. I mean, that's horror. I mean, I feel like it's more dangerous <laughs> than going house to house, right? Totally. I feel like everything outdoors is dangerous. But that's just me. <laughs> yep, you are terrified of everything. <laughs> um. So that's the USA. That's what we got. Um, the next one is the Day of the Dead in Mexico. Ooh. Uh-huh. This one's kind of cool. In the Latin world, Halloween is a three-day-long celebration that starts on October 31st. The celebration is, is known as the Day of the Dead and has been celebrated since prehistoric Mexico to celebrate the memory of those who have passed. Villages will hold parades during this time that feature dancers dressed as skeletons and a living person inside a coffin that is carried by ushers. Usher? Usher, yeah, by Usher, the uh, pop, Usher, the pop Usher. star, Usher. the pop, yes, excuse me, yes, Usher. Families believe the spirits of their loved ones return during this time of year, so they construct an altar in their living room adorned with candy, flowers, photographs, water, and some of their relatives' favorite foods. Candles are burned to help guide the deceased home on November second. Relatives gather at the cemetery to enjoy a picnic 
and reminisce about those they have lost. They also clean and repair the gravesite and then adorn it with flowers, wreaths, and paper streamers. In recent years, revelers have started wearing Halloween costumes to the picnic, fusing American traditions with traditional Latin ones. Mm, okay. So it sounds like they have a, this is like a big to do for them. I feel like it's, I feel like that sounds more fun than just walking around getting candy. More yeah. better than trunk candy. Uh, just right. do it. Just do it. <laughs> Weird trunk candy. And I actually learned a lot about the Day of the Dead. Um, there's a great documentary I recommend to everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's called Lizzie McGuire's Halloween Special. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Great. Yes. Yes, check it out, everybody. Check, for in check depth, that out. In-depth research on Day of the Dead. <laughs> That's a good one. So that was number... I thought that was cool. Number yeah. two. Uh, this is number one. All right. And this is called Devil's Night in the USA. 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 <laughs> This scary celebration usually takes place the night before Halloween in North America. People perform a variety of tricks on this night, ranging from stealing rotten fruit from local farms and throwing it at people to setting fire to cars and buildings. To murder. (laughs) Doorbell ditching, egging, and toilet papering are all common pranks this night. Okay. In Detroit, the night of mischief. It's night of mischief. It is. It's also called mischief night, too. In Detroit, the practice became so violent and dangerous that volunteers began organizing Angels Night. <laughs> keeping <laughs> That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Keeping an eye out for crimes and trying to deter arson and vandalism before it happens. Up to 40,000 volunteers patrol the streets on Angels Night, which has drastically, drastically reduced the chaos from the city's... Drastically? 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 Drastically reduced the chaos from the city's Devil's Night. So people go and destroy Detroit even more than it's already destroyed. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not much more to destroy there, I think, right? I mean... Yeah, Detroit's not doing well. No. Sorry, Detroit. I think Detroit. we're on the up and up. I don't know. I think, it's, yeah. I think it is on the up and up. Yeah. A lot of tech companies are going there because it's really cheap to buy, like, whole buildings. And well, there you go. So, like, a lot of people think Detroit might be the next Silicon Valley. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And... That's and an there's a lot of those like artisanal uh, olive oil shops I, I see popping olive, up. There. Yeah, he meant to say olive garden shops. Excuse I mean, him. olive garden shops. There <laughs> That's better. Yeah. That's better. So those are the top five. That's what I got. I, I thought those were kind of neat. There's, those not, there's are not too awesome, many. Yeah. I thought those were fun. Yeah. So, so that, what what do you guys do for for Halloween? Mm, I sit in my boxer shorts uh, and watch uh, scary movies. That's what I do. Oh, okay. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I play a little game with myself called Hide the Snake, but I won't get into those details. Okay, yeah, we'll keep that under wraps there. Yeah. Okay, so mine's sort of similar to like uh, Devil's Devil's Night. Okay. Um, except for mine takes place the day before Halloween, and it's called Fat Fuck Night. <laughs> uh, and I just look at all the candy I bought for trick or treaters, and I try to see how much of it I can eat because I don't like dealing with kids and stuff. Right, so I right. try to eat all my Halloween candy the night before, but then I just get a stomach ache. I feel like crap the rest of you the feel, day. You feel grumpy, probably. So yeah, um, it's not Devil's Night for me. It's just Fat Fucks Night. That, should we have? I mean, what, 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 what would be the opposite of that? Because there's Devil's Night and then there's Angels Night. So uh, what, Weight Watchers Night. <laughs> Because honestly, hide the snake with myself is a is a really uh, sad game that yeah, I play. So if you, we, it can, seems like you're talking about it like a lot. So you want to describe what it is, but I don't think you should. I think you should. <laughs> hide the snake is where, um, well, I sit on my hands and get them real numb, and uh, <laughs> what. <sighs> You know, I I just got documents to sort. I can't get into it right now, but uh, oh, we can't talk about it. Okay, good. okay. 
That's fine. I mean, I I bet the, the viewers can guess, wh- or not the viewers, the listeners. Excuse me. I'm listeners. winking right now. You can't see this, y'all. The but listeners are throwing up. They're and throwing up and just between Mike and his boxers watching horror movies, <laughs> me being a glutton and that plane, <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. It's just a poor visual for these. We're just people. we're just the worst people, everybody. No. Well, we know that. Yeah, we have um. Now we're. I think we're gonna go into we ha- we're doing a um a listener stories section. Campfire stories. So who wants to go first? We each have a couple stories to read. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Mothboy Matt. All right. So this is a story by our good friend, Scott. uh, Scott O'Dell. Which he's actually in an awesome band. What was it? Troubleshooter? Troubleshooter. Yeah. They're awesome. Go check them out. So it is, hi, Mothboys. I have a story about a UFO. This isn't my own story. Wait, one second. What does UFO stand for? Under what? Under under. Uh, Jake, do you know what it means? <laughs> Underwear fat ogres. <laughs> I think that's true. I love that we're. I, I love that I'm part of this world, but I don't know what UFO means. United friends, <laughs> or what? uh, so this unidentified flying objects. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not that dumb. Thank yeah. you so. Yeah, we're we're joking. If you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 some people might not get that. Right. I, His story is about a UFO, but it isn't his own story. But a story that my grandmother told me about a UFO that her and my grandfather encountered. Sometime during the mid-60s, my grandparents were returning from uh, home from a friend's party somewhere between midnight and 1 a.m. They lived on a small farm outside of Canistio, New York. Canistio. Oh, beautiful Canistio. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gorgeous Canistio, (laughs) New York. A very rural area of Steuben County. Oh, beautiful Steuben County. Yes, yes, yes. All these do sound really... White. Yeah. About two miles out of town, my grandfather saw bright lights in the rear view mirror of the car. It was a little blurry at first, unsure where the lights were coming from. They then quickly realized that the lights looked like they were spinning and uh, was actually hovering above... Uh, above the ground, 15, fif- 15 yards above them, actually. But still, close enough behind that they knew they were being followed. They kept driving in hopes that whatever it was would leave them alone. They drove another five miles until they were home. In complete silence, my grandfather's eyes locked on the road and my grandmother's eyes locked on the UFO, which followed them the entire way. Oh, that's awful. That's fucking Depends. terrifying. Depends alert. Depends it's remind, alert. It's reminding me a little bit so far of the Betty and Barney Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they pulled into the driveway, unsure if they should get out of the car, uh, then decided to finally make a run for the house. When they got out, they saw that the UFO had stopped at the house down the road and was hovering around 20 to 30 yards above their neighbor's barn. So that's pretty, like, low. Yeah, dude. Low. Yeah. My grandmother described the UFO to be very to be a very thin with bright tiny lights that spun horizontally. They ran outside and my grandmother immediately called their neighbor to see if he was awake and knew what was going on. As soon as my grandmother started to ask if he saw it too, he yelled back, "Of course I fucking see it. I'm looking at it right now. What the Language hell alert. is that thing?" As soon as she hung the phone up and went back to the window to check on it, the UFO had vanished. Unsure of what happened, 
my grandparents went to bed very upset and shaken over the whole incident. So the next day, my grandparents called the neighbor again to see if he was okay and he had told them that he didn't want to talk about it anymore and just wanted to forget it altogether. Sounds like he was visited by the men in black because they've been known to do that. That's true. Yeah, shut people shut people up, shut people down. When my grandmother told me this story, I was in my young teens. She said that I was the one of the only people she ever told because her and my grandfather didn't want anyone thinking that they were crazy. Especially living in a small town in the 60s where the paranormal was a very taboo uh, and the word of God was law. Years after, I brought this story up to my other family members and no one had ever heard of it. I believe that I was the only one in the family that she told, which doesn't surprise me because the two of us had many paranormal experiences together and everyone else in the family was all, was always skeptical of what we had seen. I fully believe her and I feel like this story finally needs to be shared with other like-minded people. And that place is Moth Boys. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. First of all, that's a great story because she, she had only told him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he told us. Us. So, so now that's a Moth Boys exclusive, baby. Boom, baby. That's a Moth Boys exclusive. And and also it's just like, it's like there are a lot of cases of UFOs following, like following individual people. Right. Right. Um, And actually, Scott, I, I know you're going to be listening to uh to this episode because we're just fucking the best. Um, I want to know the other paranormal experiences you've had. Let us know because those that's that's super cool. This is this is definitely one of the one of the coolest stories I've heard. Well, especially UFO stories. We don't get too many UFO stories in, so yeah, that's awesome. So Boys. do you want to go next, Jake? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. So I have one from uh, anonymous like when the, I was like like the, like, <laughs> like, like the, the hacker the whistleblower yes. dude. <laughs> when I was a little boy. I saw a ghost in my bedroom. The ghost arrived around midnight. And just as I saw it, I pooed and peed my pants. <laughs> that boy was me. What? I was Holy gonna, I was, moly. I was going to say, did the ghost <laughs> smell like Natty Light and was listening to Conway Twitty in the background? That, that, wait, that was actually you? That was a real story, yes, about me as a little boy. Um, but I have one actually now from Matt. <laughs> Matt, I don't know how to say his last name. I do apologize. It's Matt uh, W. Words, sir. Words, Words yeah. Matt W. There you go. I like Matt W. So about four years ago, in the summer of 2015, I was a freshman in college in Syracuse studying environmental biology, and as part of my coursework, I had to take the two years of in-the-field summer courses upstate in the Andirondack Mountains Beautiful. in the Cranberry Lake region. Mm. When I was in college, I studied beer pong, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this place was way out in the middle of nowhere, and me and a bunch of other students stayed in a series of cabins in the middle of the woods for about two to three weeks. For the first week and a half, I had made a habit of going out late at night to go catching moss for a project I was working on and gathering research data for my class. 
One night, I was in the middle of trying to find moss in the midst of a bog along one of the main trails about a mile and a half from our cabins. I remember it was about 1 or 2 a.m. and I was getting ready to pack up and head back when I noticed the sounds of a large animal rustling around in the foliage. That's actually what it says it sounds like, Matt. Yeah. Hey! (laughs) It sounds like the crazy taxi driver. (laughs) Hey! This is crazy taxi. So being in the middle of nowhere, he said, I knew there were a lot of bears in the area, and just to be safe, I decided to shine my light along the tree line just to make sure it wasn't close. I shined my flashlight in a 360 around me and eventually locked on to a pair of large eyes reflecting my light back at me from behind a large bush or shrub about 100 feet away from where I was. Oh, shit. That's- what is it so far? What do you guys think it's going to be? Um, a fucking big I think, I think it's. I think it was you, Jakey. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) The eyes seemed to stare back at me, and I stood there watching it for about 20 or 30 seconds when the eyes seemed to gain height as if the animal were standing up. I remember the eyes were very high off the ground, taller than any deer I've ever seen, and that whatever it was had very thick and shaggy dark fur. Unfortunately, I didn't get a better look at whatever it was because by that point I had grabbed my bag and booked it back down to the trail to the cabins, absolutely terrified of whatever it was. Fair. Very fair, yes. The next day when I told one of my professors about it who knew a lot about mammals native to the area, he said it was likely a bear as they are known to be able to stand up to a fairly large height. This excuse definitely helped me sleep a bit better for the rest of the course. That's that's what that's definitely what a normie would say though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, a bear. And and we know it wasn't Jake because Jake is as smooth as a baby's bottom. That's true. <laughs> but this isn't where the story ends, however. Ooh. As the next year, I found myself back in the woods of Cranberry Lake for round two of field courses. I, and he said it, not me, stupidly decided to go back out to do some late night field journaling for my class and once again found myself down the same trail in the same bog as the year prior. The events of last year were at the back of my mind and now more afraid of the possibility of bears, I brought a much more powerful flashlight and a headlamp to hopefully scare them away with the light. It was just past midnight when I began to hear the familiar sound of a large creature shuffling around in the distance. My fellow students had been hearing a bear wandering around the camp at night, and with memories of last year in my mind, I decided I'd done enough work for the night and began to hastily pack up my things and head back. As I was loading my journal and other equipment, I heard a loud thud from behind me. I turned around to see a stone rolling along the ground of the bog towards me, and before my brain could even react, I saw another stone flying in my direction, and from the tree line, I remember seeing the same large pair of eyes I'd seen last year reflecting back at me. I turned and bolted back to the cabins without any second thoughts and actually left my bag out in the middle of the woods as I twisted my ankle running away. I made it back relatively all right, though, and woke up all my bunkmates because I was freaking out at this point. We all agreed to stay up and watch out for anything in the woods. We didn't see anything, but we could hear large banging noises out in the distance, like the sounds of sticks or rocks being banged together. Okay, so that, that does sound like Jake when he's had too many hard lemonades. Yes. I'm on the seltzer kick now, White Claws. (laughs) White Claw, baby! (laughs) So the next day, we all went back to the bog together in the early morning to grab my bag and check the place out, and I found one of the rocks that had been seemingly thrown at me. This wasn't a small rock or a pebble, but a stone about the size of a large apple, and it had weight to it, between 5 and 10 pounds. 
Needless to say, from that point on, me and my friends decided to never go out again in Cranberry Lake. I don't know what exactly I saw or experienced those nights in the New York wilderness, but against the suggestions of my professors, I'm almost 100% sure that this was not a bear, but something larger and much more territorial. Oh, Ooh. shit. Yo, that's my, that's, we should make a movie. Yeah. Cranberry Lake. It'd be horrifying. Beast at Cranberry Lake. And, and Jay- I did, um, <laughs> I don't eat cranberry, so it was Beast at Little Debbie Lake that I'd be in. I did a quick Google map, though. Cranberry Lake is only about a couple hours away from Whitehall, New York. For real? There you go. Yeah, we so like go that, area, that area does have a lot of um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot activities, so this doesn't surprise me. Right. Um, the Andorondack Mountains are always known for their Bigfoot activity, and then Whitehall is like the East Coast capital so maybe maybe that will be like our uh like our next trip yeah cranberry lake no that would be fucking cool man we're coming for you cranberry lake we're gonna get you um i guess that was a great story we got ufo we got bigfoot we're all over the place right now this is good i like this little variety you know it's like checks mix so wait so what do you what do you think the the sound of the 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 creature that what it what i already thought we came to hey we all i think we it was it was jake (laughs) It was me? Yeah, it was Yeah, Big but it, Jake. Says, it said it was making a... Do your Jake impression. I, I don't have one of those. Do I have one? Hey! <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one. Right. Okay, it was Bigfoot for sure. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Matt, for sharing the story. We appreciate you listening. Yep. Hey! <laughs> if you... if Since we used your story, you know, send us a message. I will mail you out a pin or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Jake's so nice. Um... <laughs> Well, I scared him at nighttime, so I feel bad. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay, so we got one from our friend Les Odell, who runs West Virginia Cryptids and Strange Encounters on Facebook. Our dude. What's yep, up, go, Les? Go check it out. Here we go. A few months ago, my dad took a turn for the worse after battling heart disease for several years. After an extensive stay at the local hospital, he was sent home to be on hospice care. After a couple weeks at home, he started into what they called the transition period. In other words, he was dying. I was appointed to administer his morphine and Ativan to keep him comfortable. It got to the point he was immobile and had to have two persons there at all times to take care of him. That care was left up to me and my two brothers. I'm the oldest. On the night of August 12th, it was me and my brother. I was sleeping on the dining room floor on an air mattress, and my brother was sleeping on the couch beside the hospital bed where my dad was spending his last days. At 2.30 a.m. on August 13th, I, had, I, I got up and gave Dad his medication because he started to become anxious because he was having a hard time breathing. After a few minutes, he calmed down and I was able to lay back down. I quickly do- dozed off and seemed, to st- and seemed to start dreaming almost immediately. I started dreaming that my 8-year-old son was standing to the right of, of me besides the air mattress. I remember asking him, Jax, what are you doing here? Why are you here? How did you get here? I must have had enough consciousness to realize he shouldn't be there. That when I quickly woke up and saw a figure standing to my right besides the air mattress. The best way I can describe what I saw is this. It was around four to four and a half feet tall. It had skinny legs with bulky looking feet. The The arms were proportionate to the body, but skinny with long, spindly fingers at the end of equally spindly, spindly hands. Holy shit, I just got chills. Yeah, That's less, horrifying. Less, I, I think I said this, but less you're two the, for two on scaring the he's crap the dude. out of me. Um, the body, Your shadow people story, and then this oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Depends alert for me. Like. Yep. <laughs> the body was a roundish shape, 
with what looked like the top of wings protruding just slightly above shoulder level on either side of its head. I could clearly see two larger circles near what I would say was his facial region. I can only guess they were solid black eyes or hollow sockets. The weird thing is that the entire figure was fuzzy around the edges, and the body seemed to be made of darker static, like you would see on an old TV when it had no channel to pick up. What? What? Yeah. Oh my god! Like a static figure. I'm gonna legit have nightmares. This is this, this is, is crazy. Um, I looked at it for a few seconds. I could feel every hair stand on my body as if a slight static shock was going through my body. It then quickly floated or glided down <laughs> toward my feet and into another room that we blocked off for air conditioning reasons. I hesitantly rolled on my left side and closed my eyes, trying to ignore my panic of what I just saw, and eventually fell back asleep. Fast forward to the night of August 13th. My youngest brother and I were the ones who, who were staying that night. It was, un, it was an uneventful night. No issues with Dad, and no strange static figures. However, things were about to change on the morning of the 14th. We had awoken early, and I told my brother to go home for a while and get something to eat and take a shower. Dad was calm, and I could handle things for a while alone. Little did I know, something was about to happen that I couldn't handle. At 9.45 a.m., I saw my dad start to gasp for air. I was told by hospice that this was one of the last signs. I went to my dad's side, held his hand, and watched him take his last breath. At that moment, I knew he was gone, and I would never see him again. Now, all I can do is hope I never, ever see that figure again. Well, I just want to start off with less. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, my condolences. Um, that was a very powerful and <clears throat> um, terrifying story. Yeah, I, I, I yes. don't, I don't think I've, um, I don't think I've ever heard a story like this. It almost seems like whatever you dreamed about. Do you think it could have done with something with his father attached to his was father? Thinking. Like that was like some death. Some blade. pre, yeah, yeah. yeah like um, so, maybe not the maybe maybe not a the the cause of his father's death, no. but like a like a hey, warning. this a is like yeah, this is he's he's going to be passing soon. Right. But still, I'm actually like shaken. Yeah, that was like I'm great, I'm very just like that was a great story. Thank less, you, Les. Less, buddy. Oh, also, you need, to, you need to write a book. You have too many. Of these like fantastic, like amazing stories that you have experienced. Get this and though. details that not everybody always it, he mentions details. Exactly yeah. the detail. Also, he sent us a picture of what the creature looks like. So we will post that to our socials. Yeah. And that will be I don't think he's ever shared that with anybody. And he did give us permission. So we we can we can share that. Cool. So thank you, Les. But yeah, write a book, please. Yes, please. Uh looks like your turn, Matt. This comes from Damony. I believe it. I'm sorry if I uh, have mispronounced your name. Um, they are from None of This Is Real podcast. Everyone needs to go check it out. It's super fucking cool. So I was about eight or nine years old. My mom and I started having strange experiences in the house we were renting. My dad says he didn't experience anything, but he's so practical. He may have just ignored some stuff. My dad worked days, and my mom worked a night shift at an airline reservation center. She got home late and usually slept in until lunchtime. Several times she woke up to hear rummaging in the kitchen, cabinet doors closing, and footsteps. She would walk out into the kitchen, starting to talk to my dad, who she assumed had come home for lunch. 
Nobody was there. Ooh. Ooh. Around the time these events were happening, I saw a tall, transparent figure walk into my room one night. I was wide awake as I had just gotten up to go to the bathroom. The figure slowly advanced toward uh, toward my bed, oh. and I was too afraid to yell for my parents. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> not fun. <laughs> Why do we always do scary episodes? I hate this. Like, yeah. I'm such a coward. Just to play this <laughs> without me. <laughs> I don't know how you're dealing with this, because, Jake, you're terrified of almost everything. Well, so. it's we're recording around 3 p.m., and I have all the lights on in my house because I'm <laughs> yeah. so scared of this. So I hid under the covers, sweating until I fell asleep. Another time, I was home alone for about an hour on the phone with my friend from school. This was back in the day days of landlines, and I heard someone pick up another phone, assuming one of my friend's parents had picked up the phone at her house. Oh, I hated when parents did that. Yep. Like... <laughs> and, was, oh, and, and, and started listening. <laughs> I said, I think someone else is on the phone at your house. To which she replied, we only have one phone. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I booked it out of the house and went to my neighbor's until my dad got home. The experiences died out after a while, and my mom and I think it was probably the owner of the house who had passed away. But we'll never really know. So that's a really cool... Now we got a ghost story. We got a little bit of everything. I'm really liking this, boys. I, I, I definitely love that. Again... You need to check out you need to check out their podcast because if you like ghouly weird stuff ghouly um you need to check it out uh again none of this is real podcast nice although to be uh to be real I would be as a child uh more scared of my parents picking up the phone when I was talking with one of my friends <laughs> than a ghost picking up the phone uh <laughs> because you know like I don't want my parents knowing um, so embarrassing kinda... yeah like Jake dinner's ready we made your favorite What's your favorite? Little Debbie Casserole. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> your parents did not want you to survive long if they were making you. <laughs> My parents do listen to this podcast, so no, they did never make they never made know. me Little Debbie what's up, Casserole. What's up, Haskins? Thanks for listening. Let's say hi to all our moms what? and dads. Hi, moms and dads. Hi, moms and dads. Jake's got yes, another story Yes, I have for one us. from Sean Howard. What's up, Sean Howard? I have a story to share. Oh no! <laughs> my experiences—I just—I—I'm already over this one. Uh, my experiences with shadow people have been many and long running. Oh, oh, I hate, I hate shadow Monday. people. God damn it! PTSD. <laughs> As a small child, probably preschool age, I used to hear people talk about kids having imaginary friends or see references to such things in movies or on TV. Naturally, I assumed that I, like so many others, had imaginary friends, except I didn't understand why mine never wanted to play and why one of them in particular was so creepy and seemed only to be interested in scaring me. Oh. Nope. Nope. You ditched that friend. No, you, if you have an imaginary friend that just kind of stays in the corner, nope. Oh. Most of these things just appear to be translucent shapes. I'm surprised I pronounced that word right. Uh, most of these things appear to be translucent shapes of people with multicolored hue. You know, when you look directly into a bright light, then look away and see an after image, it was sort of like that. Uh, it was sort of like a color-shifting blob in your vision. I was never bothered by or afraid of, in, my, in quotes, of my friends. They simply seemed to be focused on whatever they were doing and had no interest in me, or maybe they were unaware of my presence or unable to see me. 
On boring days, I would sit and watch them perform their repetitive and seemingly nonsensical task. There was one, though, that I referred to as the bad one. God, no. Jake, no. Jake is shitting himself. Often, and we're recording remotely, and you can smell. You can smell I can me smell doing it, it through and, the... like three hours away through the computer screen. Uh, Oftentimes, I could feel someone watching me, and if I dared to look around, he would usually be spotted peeking out from around a nearby corner or through a window. He was solid black. Although you could tell that he was a solid three-dimensional figure, he had no uh, discernible features. He appeared to lack any clothing. He was thin, but uh, somewhat muscular in appearance with long limbs and digits. Good, 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 good. That's good to hear. His eyes were a dull red, like the taillights of a car, but viewed from a distance. When I would look at him, it absolutely made my skin crawl, and his shoulders seemed to be bobbing up and down, giving me the direct impression that he was amused by my fear. Uh, such sightings soon became common experiences i would see him on a near daily basis one night in particular my parents were playing host to some family i was upstairs in my room watching out of my bedroom window it was storming the most incredible electric storm i've ever seen the power had long since gone out and with every flash of lightning a different appliance in the house got fried you could see the electricity arcing through the tv screens One bolt struck the largest of the trees in our yard, splitting it down the middle and dropping it onto our neighbor's garage with a massive boom. My father and my uncle stepped outside onto our covered porch to investigate the sound as I watched from the window positioned above them looking out over the porch roof. Each flash allowed me to see that he was there on the roof, (laughs) crouched down at the edge as though he was looking at something under it. Another... Jeez, this is I. Why'd you make me get this one? I'm like, sorry. Why can I get like all of them are scary, yeah. but this one's like oh. Another flash blinded me and shook the house. As I regained my vision, the next flash revealed his featureless face, all but pressed against the glass, <laughs> just inches from my own. Terrified, I ran downstairs to the comfort and safety of family, only to see my father burst through the door, dragging my uncle, who had been struck by the same bolt that had temporarily blinded me. Even to this day, I still have occasional sightings of the Shadow Man and have been able to point him out to others who have been with me. Of all these sightings, though, only once have I seen the one who wears the long coat and wide-brimmed hat. I saw him walking down the middle of the railroad tracks that were located across the road from my house. I watched as a train hauling cars loaded with coal came around the bend and approached him from behind. The horn sounded as the headlights from the train washed over the figure. I wondered if the engineer saw him too or if it was just a coincidence, but my doubts were squashed as I witnessed him slide open his window and lean out to frantically wave his arms at the man. The man with the hat never even acknowledged the commotion, and as the train made contact with him, he simply dissolved into a black cloud that wrapped around the train and dissipated into nothing. That's it, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's basically it. Yeah, we got a little conclusion. I, I, think, that was the, I think the scariest is over. Like, okay, good. Uh, okay, good. So I saw the color drain from the face of the engineer who slowly let off the horn, leaned back into the cab, and slid his window shut as the train rolled out of sight. Moments later, my father, who was in the local fire department at the time, received a call that a man was hit by a train at a crossing about a mile away and killed. So in his opinion, whatever these things are, they just seem to watch us, and they especially seem to appear when bad things happen. See, this, this, (laughs) first of all, terrifying. Secondly, this um, experiences like this 
um, I think prove that shadow people are more than sleep paralysis, something more than a neurological disorder. That's a fucked up story. Because he saw the shadow person when the person got hit by the train, and he saw the shadow person when his uncle was struck by lightning. So, like, maybe it's like a harbinger of doom. Right. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. That was terrifying. Um, Good. Yeah. <laughs> these, have, these have all been such good stories. Yeah. Um, we have and- the best listeners. Ah, uh, the great listeners. Yeah. Um, I have. I actually have. Um, I have two more. So I'm gonna do those. Um, cool. First one is from Vix and Russ Hubbard of the Fox and the Crow. They've uh, been longtime listeners of us from yeah. the beginning. And and so. top fans, and top are, fans. Yeah, and they are both amazing artists. Everyone yeah. needs to go check out their page. The go support Crow. them. Yep. Um, this is a brief synopsis of what's going on in the woods on our property. Mm. Alrighty, good. Yep. I don't know. I'm just gonna it, mute my headphones for yeah. this. One. <laughs> I don't know if ghost is the right word. I don't think he is or was a person so much as an entity. There are local reports that a black bear has been spotted around here, which is about 100 miles from here, where where black bear should be. And this is definitely not a bear. We also have it in good authority, and I can't say where, that a certain three-letter agency who has a field office to a few miles away does training exercises where they drop boots out of a helicopter in the U- woods. UPS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and have them run... Th- through some drills. My good authority says sometimes they get lost in dense forest and sometimes they frankly don't care if they're playing war games on private property or not. Anyway, here's a brief rundown of Gary as told by Russ. The Fons- the Fonswood Wrath has been seen in parts of central and northern neck for at least 20 years. He's he's been seen various by lo- seen variously by locals immediately preceding damage or disaster. One local reported having seen him shortly before the Great Fire of 1996 took their forest. Another claims to have seen him near a car parked on their property the day before Hurricane Isabel dropped a tree in the spot. So we- it sounds like another harbinger of doom. Right, another yeah, harbinger yeah. of doom. Yeah. Yep. We've seen him. He lives or frequents the forest behind our house. <laughs> he likes to hang out near the trailhead behind our back clearing. Um, he appears seven to eight feet tall, all black or dark gray. Eyes reflective like a predator. Huge hands like twice the size of his head. Skinny and stick-like. Dressed in or having the profile of a robe or ghillie suit. Kind of fuzzy edges to him. He, he isn't a great... All, what's the, the fuzzy thing is like... Yeah, this is like... I don't know. I'm just terrified. <laughs> I'm sweating so hard. Like, I, I feel I, I like I just should... He isn't aggressive or mean, but appears when he doesn't want anyone in the woods. Tends to come out more frequently in high winds. Our forest is young since the 96 fire consumed the old growth so there are a ton of widow makers maybe he's trying to protect us from deadfalls we've heard whispers of get out several times right before lightning strikes or tree falls every time we see him i've got to clear logs and branches from the trails the next day most of y'all know me and know i'm not the kind of guy to imagine things and see ghosts i don't jump at shadows and don't spook in the dark I've walked the forests of Virginia, West Virginia, and North Carolina, prospecting for gold, metal, uh, for gold, metal detecting, and fossil hunting long into the night. I've never seen anything like Gary before, and it took a good bit of convincing before I allowed myself to even acknowledge what I'm seeing and hearing. Wendigo, Skinwalker, Wraith, Angel, whatever he is, I think he's actually a good guy. 
I would not think he's a good guy because he sounds so terrifying. But <laughs> he if you can't judge it. You can't judge a book by its cover. I that's guess true. that's. I mean, yeah, we look yeah. horrifying, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we're, we're bad. Yeah, I guess never mind. So. I look awful on the inside <laughs> we, and outside. So. <laughs> you look bad and you are bad. So what so, if what if this to is, the bone? <laughs> what if this? What if this is like not so much a harbinger of doom, but what if this is I don't know so, something something different maybe like some sort of uh forest spirit or be, yeah. because it all has to do with nature right everything yeah that's true okay that's a good one um yeah, that's terrifying it's terrifying um, either way yeah yeah uh, so i have i have one other uh story who's this is lighthearted. it's it's a little better yeah it's a little it's a okay. little lighthearted. um good 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 this person has been wanting to get on the show for a very long time whether it be herself or just you know um the story. So I'm reading. I'm reading her. St- I'm gonna read her story now. Hi, hi, Taylor Burkholder, longtime fan and friend of ours. What's up? What's up? Um, this is a shout out to Tay. Thank you for the story. Here we go. <clears throat> I was about 18 and living in a small town with not much to do. So obviously, getting high on the weed and going to a local haunted place <laughs> was a, was a great idea. That's a good way to start the story. Yep. Yeah. So me and three other friends drove out to Climber, New York in my super cool purple Nissan Cube. Uh, the story Climber, c- Climber is like West Virginia condensed into like a small area. It's very yeah, true. So yep. terrifying. So they were, they were in their cool purple Nissan Cube. The story goes something like this. A bus driver got in a wreck, some kids died, and the driver was a mess and felt hella guilty. So he ended up going back to the crash site and killed himself, yada, yada, yada. Um... Mothboy Mike knows the details. It's happened on a dirt road in a very rural part of town. We get back to the area. The two, the two boys go to explore, but I'm scared of, of spooky sh- shit, so I decide to sit in the back of my car with the other girl who's in our group. I had the keys to my car in my hand and all the doors in my super awesome purple Nissan Cube. <laughs> we smoked the devil's lettuce some more, but not anything super strong, probably. Just some dirt weed. So- <laughs> Climber weed. Did you guys did you guys notice that there's a bunch of different strands, but back then there was just good weed and dirt weed? Or maybe that was I, just our I wouldn't know because I never all did dirt that weed. stuff. <laughs> um she said, but not anything super strong, probably. Just some like dirt weed, you know. So there aren't any reasons why we'd see weird stuff, etc. All of a sudden, all four of my car doors in my super awesome purple Nissan Cube and and, and the truck whooshed open hard at the same time. Can anybody make an, a loud, scary whoosh noise? <gasps> yep, that's what it sounded like. <gasps> I instantly start bawling, and the other girl is super freaked out. The guys heard us freaking out, so they, ru- they run back and see my super cool purple Nissan Cube with all the doors open. We hightail it out of there, and that's that. Okay, I don't care how good or bad the weed is. Weed doesn't cause, <laughs> weed doesn't cause doors to fly open like that. Thanks, Tay-Tay. Thank you for your and, story. Um, uh, Nissan Cube sponsor us. Yes, please. Yeah, we really, we really need. We really we need mentioned you. you so much. You yeah, know. like five throw times us, in that story. Throw us some, throw us some dollars. And that was written in there. Too. I didn't. That wasn't me. That, that's how the story was written. Professionally exactly. written story from Tay Tay. So thank you. Scary wow. stuff. Dirt yeah, that's, weed. Dirt weed. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. Anyways, um, good story, Tay. Thank you, Tay. Um, so we got. I think. What are we doing next, boys? We're doing another fun little thing. Oh uh, we, well, I think in closing, you know. Because everybody trusts our opinion so highly. Hi, right, highly, yes. Um, what's better during this spooktacular season than some scary movies? Ooh, we know movies. We know scary movies. If anything, if we know anything, really. We're, we're the Roger, e- Roger Ebert, Eberts? 
of of the good of the of the of the cryptid world. Good job, Moth. I'm just gonna go into it. it's gonna be like kind of a list. So I recommend explain a little bit why you recommend each nah, one. I don't except... know if I want to do that. Just okay. check out the goddamn movies, okay? Because it's Moth Boy Mike says so. Um, nice. It's right. Aggressive, right? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so this Halloween, I recommend that you, our fans, go check out one, The Shining. Of course. I mean, if you haven't seen yeah. The Shining, you don't know the horror made movies. made for TV remake, right? <laughs> yes, that's yes. the one. Yes, the one that Stephen King likes because he hated Stanley Kubrick. What a fucking loser. <laughs> I know, dude. Stanley <laughs> like, Kubrick. I love is... Stephen King, but like his take on The Shining is very poor. <laughs> right. He's a fucking nerd. So yeah, obviously The Shining. That's one of my favorites. Blair Witch Project, number two. Yeah. The remake? The, the remake, yeah. We Actually, keep... that was... Okay, so the reimagining, that one was pretty good because yeah. it involved like alien stuff too. Yeah. So check out Blair Witch, not the not the remake. Just check out the original. Um, number three for me would be The Witch. Um, a couple years, put out a couple years ago. Fantastic movie, love it. Yeah. Check out The Witch. Number four for me would be Willow Creek, a Bigfoot uh. movie, but directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. That's one of the best Bigfoot movies oh, out there. Love it, Dude. Willow Creek. Yeah. Um, and then I think I'm gonna throw in Let the Right One In, just to put a a vampire movie in there. That's my favorite vampire, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, let the right one in. Yeah, that's a good one. So go watch those movies for Halloween and thank me later. And then if you have any suggestions, just let us know because yeah. I always want to discover new movies. Yeah. Right, so. right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, who's next, Jakey or Maddie? Uh, I think I'll go. Matt looks. Matt looks ready. To He's ready. All right. So this isn't in any specific order, but uh, the first Alien movie, uh, Event Horizon. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Mimic, uh, The Thing. Oh yes, the, thing. And the remake. No, no, well, not... actually, no. The thing is technically a remake. John Carpenter's thing is technically a remake. It's, is it really? Yeah. You just blew. You just blew Matt away. And there's a remake of the remake. I saw the remake of the remake. Right. I didn't know that John Carpenter's the thing was a remake. Huh. Huh. But might be, to... I might be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. love it. Um. And uh, my final one, which, the witch. The witch is on the list, man. Because that's the that's that's like that's like the best Halloween movie. I feel like it, it, and and it's probably the best horror movie, in my opinion, that has come out in the last ooh, like decade. I have one more. Put Hereditary on that list. That oh yeah, Hereditary is awesome. Amazing movie. Okay, Jake, your turn. Sorry. Okay, well, I'm gonna go slightly different. I'm gonna go for less uh, romantic, you know, like, romantic. I'm movies. going rom coms. Right, yeah. rom coms. Do this. Um, <laughs> failure to launch. <laughs> failure to launch is terrifying. Um, what happens in Paris? Um, <laughs> no, but for Must real, love dogs. Anything with Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. <laughs> Mamma mia. Uh, but for real, I'm going to go a little more like, you know, maybe ones that everybody knows about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so first off, great found footage film, uh, The House is That October Built. Ooh, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. It's really, it's actually really good. I thought it was going to be like, you know, one of those straight to DVD trash, but I enjoy it and I watch it every Halloween season. But the also, sequel's awful. But also, you enjoy straight to DVD trash though too. So. Oh, I love straight to DVD trash. But this, this wasn't was, one this of them. No. Above, I was legit scared in some moments right, during right. this movie. Um, second, I'm going to go, this is a little more popular, but um, The House of the Devil. Uh, yeah. Ty Hell yeah. That's a good one. That's a classic. We um, all. It all seems like we all like cult shit. That's yeah. like what our yeah. thing is. Cult shit. Yeah, that's about right. Cult um, shit. And then next on my list, I will put. Uh, let's see. Um, another great. It's two. Two for um, Creep One and Creep oh, Two uh, with Mark okay. Duplass. Nice. Um, those are great films that I've, I highly recommend. Yep. Um, fourth, Kill List. Oh, dude. 
See, Dude. people wouldn't think about that one. That's not well, a traditional horror. But it movie. turns into a horror. It, it does. turns into the, uh, like a horror movie. The last like thirty minutes. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's very violent. It's a really good movie. Very yeah. violent. Yep. Highly recommended. And then last, uh, let's go with a little bit of more uh, horror comedy. Uh, Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale. Yeah. I was gonna. Say, that's a good movie. Yeah. If we're doing horror comedy, I would say The Frighteners. You remember that movie? The oh, Frighteners. Yeah. Was that Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox. Yeah. 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 That was a fun one. I like that. Yeah. Um, sure. I like all the classics like Scream, Scream, Scream. Too, of course. Yeah. Those. I mean, so like yeah. I was trying to go a little more. Right. Maybe not the average casual person's. Right. Yeah. Movies. And I think that um I also want to give a shout out to Exist, another great Bigfoot movie. Um. That's the just, director of of Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. Yeah. Is, the yeah. Blair Witch Project. Super yeah. good movie. So Exist is good. And I think we're gonna do one more top five, but this one's just for Jakey Boy. I think we're gonna do a uh Uh-oh. Halloween candy. What's his, what's your top five Halloween candy, Jake? Well, first of all, if it ain't full size, I don't want it, Mama. Uh, coming in at number five, I have this is a con- this is my first this- only controversial one on the list. Okay, Nestle's Crunch. Oh wow, that's a good one. That's huh. classic. I like the crunch. You know, it's just great consistency. The like with some of the other crisp rice chocolate bars, <laughs> you don't get as much of a crisp to chocolate ratio. Is there one called I Crackle? Crackle, yeah, Crackle's yep. not good. Not I feel good. like Crackle is not as consistent as a Crunch Bar. Right. With a Crunch Bar, you're getting a perfect amount of crisp rice and chocolate. So what was number that five, again? Crisp. crisp, crisp rice and chocolate. <laughs> uh, so at number four, I will go Milky Way. Ooh, that's too much for me. So I think that's a controversial opinion there, bud. What people don't like Milky Way? I just it's too sweet. It's very, very. It's, it's hard very to eat. Thick. Anyways, let him have well, his the list. Little, and the little fun size, Milky Way is This is Jake's list, not ours. So okay. we got because you got yep. you got the nougat, the caramel, and the chocolate, and the chocolate shell is just the perfect amount of chocolate shell. Perfect. Oh, it's just so Crisp. good. Like <laughs> number three, Kit Kat. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm on you can't board go wrong with a Kit Kat. What about the Give me what about a break. the white white chocolate Kit Kat? I do like those, uh-huh. and, I, and I like the the Kit Kat theme song. Snap me off a break of that Kit Kat. Give me that Kit nice. Kat bar. Kit Kat <laughs> bar. <laughs> you know, it's good because, you know, usually with a fun size, you get two sticks. So, right. you know, you can eat one, and then when you're sad that you ate it all, right. you look back and you actually have another half. Have another still. stick. So, Kit wow. Kat, great. Uh, number two is Twix. Okay. That's good. I mean, that's always a. That's always good. You got the you got the cookie crunch with the caramel, and like as long as the cookie, sometimes like um, an older Twix, the crunch is sort of like you know not there. It's sort of like soggy. But if you get a fresh uh, Twix bar, top of the line. Oh yeah. Mm. And uh, number one in my candy list, the Ooh. classic Reese's cup. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Okay. I I, I agree so with that. That's just a good the number classic one. Classic or the the like all varieties. I like the Reese's Pieces. I like the vanilla. I like, and I'd be, I I prefer peanut butter M and M's to Reese's Pieces. Okay. But you know you had you had the big cup, the Reese's big cup, normal cup, <laughs> mini cup. All uh, cup apple, sizes are great for yeah. you. You enjoy all cup sizes. <laughs> yes, all, all size of Reese's cups are good for me. <laughs> I don't discriminate. Uh, that is. I had fun with this episode, boys. Yeah, I really did. This is this was a nice. Had some cool little stories. Bit, a little bit easier than our normal episode. Yes, we we were trying. We we've done a lot. We we're have exhausted. done a lot. Yeah, we're exhausted. No more spook tap. So, we're never gonna do this again. We'll do one next year. I think we. We'll will. do. We're gonna do one next. year, I might definitely. quit. So we'll see. Well, I guess Matt and I will do it next year. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Um, happy uh, Halloween, everybody. Yeah, and we have a bonus episode coming out. On yeah, Halloween. that's right. 
Yeah, and th- yeah, that's that's gonna be a good an one. An anthology that's, we're a part of. Yeah, an anthology from the uh, Lost Signal Society. Lost Signal Society, yep. Yeah, they, it's like the Creep Show of podcasts. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they're awesome. It's gonna be cool. Um, and we have a little, we have a little skit in there, a little story uh, along with a bunch a true of other story. Yeah, yeah, true story. True really. story. I have to say, we interviewed a mythical beast. Yeah, that's that all we're gonna say about. You that. guys are never gonna believe. And it's not Jakey. No, it wasn't Jake that we interviewed. I think. So, I think for the end of this episode, boys, I think we should do the Kit Kat theme song. We should sing it for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Is that okay. cool, with everybody? Yes. Kit Kat yes. sponsor us. Yes. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, normal schedule. I think November 11th is gonna be our we'll, next release. We'll be back yeah. in November 11th. So every and we're gonna do the every other week for yep. the time being. So yes. you guys, I know you're all sick of our voices by now. We're get, I'm um, getting sick of our voices. Okay, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me up a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Thank you everybody. Bye. Bye.